wait, we're starting over? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, I thought we were on the same page. Oh, my God. Okay. I was totally unaware that was happening. <laughs> well, do you want to keep going? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, we just have to redo the intro. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. Hi, I'm Sid. <laughs> and I'm KB. Welcome to Creepies. We are in a different closet today. Yes, we've upgraded. It's true, we have more space and the light. It is dirtier, I will say that. Well, it's just a little more cluttered. Yes, cluttered is better than dirtier. That's true. Yeah. We don't need to mention the corner. No, no. The corner, I'm, you know what? I'm mad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, let's talk about witches. All right, let's do it. What do you know about witches in general? So I, in general, I know about Hocus Pocus. That's about all I know about witches. Okay. <laughs> so little to nothing. Right, gotcha. So, but I do know why witches are green. Okay, why are they green? Okay, so apparently some sources say the green color came from things like gangrene and bruising. Okay, why did they associate that with witches? Because of the trials, the witch trials where they were like abused. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. So that's how they could have been associated with green. Some sources say it came from the Wizard of Oz. Okay, so like maybe we we didn't associate them as green until later on. Until later on, that's right. So it, the it, the weird thing about this though is that it was also thought that practicing witchcraft caused this change in color. Oh, okay. Like you like if you were doing it, you became green. Yes. Well, that's not very stealthy. No. So and then the other thing is going back to Wizard of Oz. Oz lives in the Emerald City. Okay. So that's where the color green could have originated from. Okay. As well. That doesn't seem as likely. Right. But I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that in there. I gotcha. Okay. And then, okay. Another fun fact about Wizard of Oz. The green makeup was actually extremely toxic because it was <gasps> copper based. Okay. Have you heard about this? I have heard about this. Okay. What do you know? Um, I know less about the witch and more about the Tin Man. So tell me about the witch and then I'll tell you what I know. Okay. So it was copper based. So when she put it on her skin, she couldn't eat because, but it's like, it's on your face, lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was extremely toxic, toxic, and it had to be removed with alcohol. Which burns the skin. Yeah. And she had to do that all the time. Man. Yeah. I wonder how much that aged her. I know. I know. It's sad, really, it that it's they didn't know. Terrible that, like, conditions. Yeah. What do you know about the Tin Man? So, basically, that they started off to make him tin. They were using this powder, and he inhaled a bunch of it. And he got, like, a really bad lung infection. And then he had to be put in an iron lung. And then they replaced <gasps> him with a different actor. Oh my god. I know. It's That's terrible. Uh-huh. What a dark film. I know. There there is a lot of stuff about the Wizard of Oz. It's really dark. We should go into that at some point. At some point. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. But but while I'm on this topic, do you know why witches ride on brooms? No. It's insane, and I can't wait to tell you about it right now. Okay. <laughs> so, it's because of pharmacology, actually. Okay. Isn't that already interesting? Yeah. 
So it was in the Middle Ages where plants were used to make certain brews and ointments. Okay. Okay. It was discovered that these plants could be absorbed through mucous membranes. Okay. Okay. The witches applied the ointment with a broomstick because... I see it, face. I see your face. I think you know where I'm going with this. Where did they put it? Where you have mucous membranes. Yes. Wow. Wow. I know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of like the modern view of, of witches in terms of like as characters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of why the witch trials even happened. Okay. All right. So magic itself, separate from witchcraft, was actually practiced before witchcraft by people like the ancient druids, who were basically just nomadic priests. Um, but they would practice magic in a time that I saw from different sources between 400 BC and 820 AD. It's difficult to pin down the exact dates because as we'll talk about, the Roman Empire came in and with Christianity and stuff. And so all of the um, magic was considered hearsay, so they burned those documents. Right. But then witchcraft, which is just a form of polytheism, which just means you believe in multiple gods, is the practice of just, like, believing in a relationship between gods and the land. And the first known instances of witchcraft happen somewhere between the 5th and 8th century, and it's associated with the Anglo-Saxon pagans, um, and this was in England and, like, the Europe area. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they practice like living in harmony with the land and with the changing seasons. And they believed that different gods were watching over them. And if they offered up offerings to these gods, then the gods could help bring a fruitful harvest. And offerings were typically like prayer or just burning incense. Right. So nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. But then around 27 BC, the Western world had become controlled by the Roman Empire um, under Emperor Augustus. And as long as people were loyal to the Roman Empire, like, politically, they were pretty tolerant of a lot of different religions Mm -hmm. at this point in time. But then, in 306 AD, Emperor Constantine the Great, he shifted the Roman Empire to have a main religion of Christianity, and other religions were no longer okay. Okay. So, they were really interested in, like, finding people who were doing stuff with heresy, because they didn't want anything that threatened... Doing what with what? Heresy. What is that? It's where you, like, do stuff that gods wouldn't like. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And they just didn't want to do anything that was threatening to Christianity. Yeah. So they were looking to find heretics. And if you were found to be a heretic, people were, like, hunted down um, if, if they were found. And eventually, the church came to view witchcraft and practicing magic as heresy. Because at first, the church didn't acknowledge witchcraft as real. Okay. And they said it, it, it wasn't a real thing. But then eventually, they said it was a real thing. And then if you were a witch or practicing magic, you were a heretic. And so that you were also hunted down. Right. Um, during the 1400s, people became even more like, afraid of witches, and witchcraft officially became, like, illegal. And there was this book that was written by a man named Heinrich Kramer, and the book is called, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. Is it Malleus? Yes. Okay, I've heard about this, but keep going. Yeah, I think think it's Malleus Malficarum. 
And translated, that means the hammer or hammer of the witches. And the book was terrible. It was essentially a guide on how to locate and then like interrogate and then prosecute witches. Okay. Um, the book was racist and sexist and classist, and it promoted torture and murder essentially. Wow. Yeah, it was really terrible. Um, Did he get in trouble? No. No, the book was actually the second most popular book for over 100 years, only beat by the Bible. What? Yeah. That's really interesting. I know. It's crazy. Um, And it was widely used by witch hunters. In fact, this one man, let me see, his name was Matthew Hopkins. He used the book and killed over 300 people for being suspected witches between 1644 and 1646. Wow. Yeah. So the book was really terrible. And the book, you know, I mentioned that it was sexist. Well, it really emphasized that women were more susceptible to being witches because they claimed the church viewed witchcraft or people who were practicing witchcraft as people who had fallen for, like, some delusions because the devil seduced them. Right. So they thought that women were more susceptible to the devil seducing them because they were, quote-unquote, the weaker sex. (gasps) And so they said that women had weaker faith and were more carnal, so more driven by, like, physical urges and really focused on, like, their sexuality. Interesting. Yeah. Annoying. Um, really annoying. Terrible. Mm-hmm. And they did awful things, like, if a woman didn't cry during trial, she was definitely a witch. Okay. And, like, all kinds of things could get you accused of being a witch. And it wasn't just women, but it was largely women. I read somewhere that it was 80% women. I did read, whenever I was reading about the trials, I did notice that a lot of the victims were women. Yeah. Yeah. So you were also thought to be a witch if you were not a Christian, if you were older and not married, especially if you were female, if you were just female in general, if you were any race that wasn't white or Caucasian, if you were anything, like, LGBTQ+, like, just not heterosexual or anything like that. Um, if you had a pet, because this was thought to be, like, a familiar, which was, like, an evil spirit that would do your bidding. Okay. Um, if you had any birthmark of any type. If you existed, like, on the fringes of society or did things kind of unconventionally. unconventionally, Or really just if you did anything that the community didn't like or agree with. Wow. Yeah. And it became really awful, like, being accused of being a witch because if the people who accused often got to take that person's property, so it became, like, a profitable thing to just accuse people of witches. And because it was, like, this thing of, like, you have this relationship with the devil, an alibi didn't matter because they were, like, you don't have to be at the scene of the crime to have done it. Right. And it was considered that the act was invisible, so they, like... They didn't want proof because they were like, there can't be proof. No one can know. It just, if we suspect it and it seems likely, then we think that's right. what happened. Um, that's so messed up. Yes. One of the most, like, notorious witch trial cases was Joan of Arc's witch trial. Okay. Have you heard of her before? Yeah, the name sounds familiar, but, like, I don't know anything about it. That's how I thought when I read it. I was really surprised that it was connected to witches because for some reason I thought Joan of Arc was, like, a biblical story. That's what I thought. But I guess that there is some biblical ties because... All right, here, I'll explain. So she was a patron saint of France, and she was a military leader, like a successful military leader. Um, 
but she claimed to be acting under the divine guidance of God. And she also claimed to have, like, visions from God and to hear voices of, like, God telling her what to do. Okay. Okay, so I think that's, like, where the, maybe, where our idea of it being religious comes from. Maybe. Yeah. It sounds very mentally, very mental illnessy. I feel you. I, I agree. But... But whatever, we'll move past that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's written, it's recorded as that she was having divine visions. But, you know, okay. take that as you will. Take that as you will. Um, well, she was born in northeast France in 1928. And around 17, 18 years old, she was captured by an enemy army on one of her, like, military exploits. She tried to escape, but she failed. So the enemy army gave her to the English. And the English put her on trial for heresy because she would do things that, like, defied, like, the 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 typical gender norms. Right, 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 right. So she, like, would dress like a man, and she was a military leader, um, and they claimed that she was acting on demonic visions because they claimed that her visions weren't coming from God, they were coming from, like, the devil. Okay. Um, and just that she wasn't following the church. So, she was found guilty for heresy, and she was burned at the stake when she was just around 19 years old. So, really young. Yes. Um, she also had to say that it was wrong of her to wear men's clothing. Like, not just that they burn her at the stake, but she also had to, like, renounce wearing men's clothing. And she had to put on a dress and have her head shaved. Wow. Yeah. And I read some stuff about, like, while she was in jail, the men... Like, the guards were really mistreating her, and there were, like, some rape attempts. Wow. And people put men's clothing in her cell and forced her to wear it. And part of, like, her arrangement was that she agreed to not wear men's clothing again. Oh. Um, and then, because she was forced to wear it, like, they learned she was wearing men's clothing. So she was just really mistreated. Like, people, like, set yeah. her up to get in more trouble. Sounds like it. So roughly 20 years after she was burned at the stake, her case was reinvestigated. And the guilty verdict was overturned, which is just, like, so messed up that she was burned. Um, And she was then declared a martyr, and now she's, like, a symbol of freedom and independence, especially for women. Okay. Okay, well, wow. Yeah. That's a nice, at least, you know, she's remembered as something positive. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, like, the most famous case outside of, like, the ones you mentioned with the Salem Witch Trials and stuff. Right. Um... But there were just so many different trials and executions. I saw figures between, like, 30,000 to 40,000. But wow. some people said it was, like, millions. And, like, so the ra- the numbers are all over the place. But a lot of people were executed during this time. Wow. Yeah. Eventually, this, this like, witch mania, where there was just all of these trials, came to America. This is actually a perfect time for me to jump in. Okay. Because the earliest... Okay, so let me go into my little research that I did about witches in America. Okay. So the earliest record of witches was in the Bible. Okay. So, and it was written in 931 BC or 721 BC, somewhere between there. Okay. So witch hysteria stopped in Europe, like you like you said, and it started up again in the New World. Okay. 
and jump to 1692. Can you guess what I'm about to talk about? The Salem Witch Trials. The Salem Witch Trials. They took place in Massachusetts. And I talked a little bit about this in the previous Halloween special episode. Right. But I just was going to do a little recap. Okay. So it really started with two little girls, 9 and 11, feeling really awful. They were, like, having body contortions and screaming uncontrollably and, like, having these unexplainable fits. And, like, everyone everyone thought that, like, they were possessed and everyone was spooked. But it turns out that they had been dosed with ergotamine, a psychoactive substance found in LSD, from the bread. Okay. And I actually looked into this after we did the other episode Mm because I was curious. And I read that it was because of the way they were storing the bread. Interesting. It was like the way that they stored it for winter allowed moisture to form or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So when other people started coming forward with the same symptoms as these two girls, they called the doctor in. And in February of 1962 is when Dr. William Griggs suggested that these people were using witchcraft okay so they're they're bringing in the same as everywhere else like i'm just gonna blame everything and anything on witchcraft exactly so this is when people started accusing each other of witchcraft so but during the salem witch trials there were a lot of different tests that were used on alleged witches to see if they like it would see if they would pass okay and and like if they failed then they were a witch okay So, one of these tests was the touch test. The witch would touch the victim, and if the victim said it hurt, then the person was accused of being a witch. Okay, well, that seems really easily passable. Exactly. I would just say that everything hurt. Like, ow. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. There was, this one's even a little more bizarre. There was a witch cake test. A cake? A cake. Like, that you eat? That you eat. And so, you would make this cake with, with the alleged witch's urine and mix it with rye bread and ashes okay gross uh, yeah very gross and then you would feed it to the dog and if the dog had adverse side effects then they were a witch that's the most insane thing i've ever heard yeah i know that one was really surprising it's so random it's so random and so disgusting and so dependent on each individual dog's digestive tract (laughs) that's so true there was also the prick test where the witch would be prodded with a sharp object, and if she didn't bleed, she was a witch. However, people would cheat and use super blunt objects so that the witch wouldn't bleed. That's messed up. It is messed up. Okay, that one seems weird. It's weird how all of these tests seem like intent, like more easy to pass, because I read about one that was like, you got thrown. You got your hands and feet tied together, and then thrown into a body of water. Yes. And if you didn't, what well, I don't know. Do you, did you? If you didn't sink, you're a witch. Okay. So if you float, you're a witch, and if you sink and die, you're not a witch. Yes. So like that test seems really like just intended for you to fail in general. Where those seem more kind of on the defendant's side. Exactly. Very strange. Very inconsistent. Yes. So, there was, in Virginia, well, let me back up. This hysteria wasn't only in Massachusetts. Okay. It was also in Connecticut. In 1697, 46 people were accused of practicing witchcraft. However, only 11 of them were killed because of that. Okay, that's still a terrible percentage. It is a terrible percentage. Um, In Virginia, there was a law passed in 1655 that stated it was a crime to accuse someone of practicing witchcraft falsely. 
Okay, good. So they're finally getting some protection. Yes, exactly. So in 1706, it was a witch named, well, an alleged witch named Grace Sherwood, and she was accused of practicing witchcraft, and they did the witch water test on her. Man. And she floated, so she was sent to prison. You know what? I actually think I read about her, and I read that she was able to get out of the binds that they had her tied up with. Oh. And that's how she got to the surface. Wasn't she in prison for like 11 years or 8 years? It was 8 years. Man. Yeah. Honestly, compared to a lot of the other punishments, she got off. Like, not got off as if she actually had done something wrong, but... Right. It wasn't as harsh. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't die. Yes. (laughs) Me too. So do you know about just like modern witches? No, I don't. So, um... Basically, in 1951, finally laws were changed where it was no longer illegal to be a witch. Can you believe it was as late as 1951? Yeah, that's insane to me. I know, that really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Although, a lot longer ago than it feels. I constantly feel like we're in the early 2000s. Me too! (laughs) Me too, and I have no idea why. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know why I do that either. I guess because that was like our, like, pivotal years. Yeah. Or, like, formative years. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, after that happened, after they made it legal to be a witch, in 1954, this guy named Gerald Gardner published a book called Witchcraft Today, and it led to increased interest in witchcraft, and that's actually, and he created, uh, the religion Wicca. Oh! Yeah. Okay, I have heard of Wicca. Yeah. So, now modern witchcraft can be seen... In, in that form of, like, people helping each other in that way and, mm-hmm. and in different shops and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, so it really, it's kind of a crazy ride that the the witch stuff went through, but really it's a story of, like, a struggle between religions. It is. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. And then how people really mistreated people. Because of that. Yeah. I forgot to mention this. It's not funny, but for some reason it feels a little comical to me that because they were using torture methods... If, if someone was accused, they would, during the torture process, just start accusing everyone else. So it became, like, this crazy spread of, like, everyone in this town is suddenly a witch and being accused. Oh. hmm mm-hmm. okay. So it was really a, a crazy thing that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, not, it, it, it was long ago, but, like, that's not as long ago as I would have thought. Yeah. And the witch trials went on for 400 years. So yeah. we did this for a long time. Yeah. 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 It's really a cautionary tale of like, I don't know, I guess taking extreme hateful measures when you don't understand something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone will come as a witch tonight. I'm so excited. I, I'm really excited for the party. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have strobe lights. Yes. It's going to feel very clubby. It's going to feel like a club. Sid has uh, fake spider webs all over her living room. I do. It's, it's very spooky and Halloween-y. But I guess we should wrap this up so that we can go put our costumes on. Okay, that sounds great. And so thank you, everyone, for listening to the last Halloween special. Yes, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.